You can listen to Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast on Podbean, Google Play, and now iTunes. If you love Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast, please give to the Patreon. In the search bar, look up Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast and donate, talk, give, do whatever that you feel is necessary. If you want to just go on there and talk wrestling, let's talk wrestling. But please look at the Patreon, enjoy it, love it, and we'll talk to you soon. The number one podcast in the world. Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast. This is the recap and review of WWE Crown Jewel. For the pre-show match was Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. During this match, it was okay. (laughs) Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is a pretty good wrestler, but they're not really doing much with him as far as letting him do anything other than strikes. I do find it interesting that they recognize the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and that he was the youngest ever to be rewarded the title. So that was kind of interesting because usually they don't give any other promotions credit other than WWE. Rusev got Shinsuke Nakamura into a accolade and Nakamura was basically moving around trying to get out of the hold. He ended up headbutting Rusev and kind of knocking him silly and then as he's kind of moving around uh, trying to compose himself Shinsuke Nakamura hit him with the Kinshasa for the win. Next it was a first round qualifier for the best in the world tournament. First one was Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Rey Mysterio Jr. had went over kind of a dumb fast match. Randy Orton RKO'd Mysterio and then slammed him into the announce table The match was literally maybe five minutes. It was kind of a dumb, fast match. And these two guys are veterans. They can definitely give a lot more. But they really, five minutes is just not good enough to tell any kind of story. So it was kind of a dumb match. The next match was The Miz versus Jeff Hardy in a first-round qualifying match. It was less than five minutes. The Miz gave him the skull-crushing finale, and it was over short match where they're not really taking any time in the first round qualifiers. They're literally like, okay, we're just going to give them five minutes, do a couple moves and then, and you're done. And a couple of them, we'll talk about them a little bit later, but a couple of them were roll up victories, which is just awful. I I hate roll up victories that I'd rather have somebody just either a get their butt kicked or B it's just a back and forth, you know, good match. And then somebody just ones up somebody. I hate the cheap pop roll up victories. And this is a roll up victory. The next match was Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley, Lashley lasted for five minutes and Seth Rollins hit him with the stomp and it was over. Another five minute qualifying match. Not a good match at all. Seth sells the crap out of every move. I love Seth, but it literally took 
longer for the two competitors to get down to the ring because of their entrance than it did for the actual match to last. Seth went over on this one with a stomp, and that was it. It was literally five minutes. The last match of the first round of the qualifiers was Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Kurt Angle is definitely showing his age. He was really slow in the match. He did do a couple of his moves that everybody knows him for. Ziggler ends up winning with a zigzag after basically getting out of an ankle lock. Ziggler was on the ground, just about to tap. He got out of the move, and Kurt Angle kind of backed off, and he hit him with a zigzag, and it was over. The next match on the card was The Bar and Big Show versus The New Day. It was The Bar versus The New Day with The Big Show on hand. Even though they sold it as a three-man or three-person tag team match, it was just a tag team match for the titles. There was a cool move with a double stomp off the ropes. That was kind of a cool move. Kofi was on the top. He did like a flip, and Cesaro was on the top of the shoulders of Big E, and he basically took his two feet and hit the back of his head. Cesaro really didn't sell it that well, but it was cool how he kind of did a flip. Toward the end of the match, the New Day had all the momentum. Big E was throwing everybody around with his power. He got close to the bar's corner. Big Show got up on the apron, gave him the big punch, knocked him out. The bar retained. The next match was a semifinal, The Miz versus Rey Mysterio Jr. Both competitors went back and forth, giving their signature moves. They both did their finishing moves. A lot of false finishes. It was actually a pretty decent match. Rey Mysterio went up on the top rope, going for a splash. Miz put his knees up and put it right into the stomach and chest of Rey Mysterio because he was hurting from the earlier match when he was put into the table they basically sold that storyline and the Miz qualified for the finals of the best in the world tournament the next match was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler was my favorite match these guys did a really nice job going back and forth they had a good like a pinning combination that lasted probably two minutes where they would go back and forth and back and forth and they're pinning each other and then kind of twisting each other up and then pinning each other and great match the end of the match was basically seth was on the top was gave him a superplex off the top of the rope trying to go for the falcon arrow Dolph ziggler escaped the falcon arrow and got him into a zigzag position and knocked him down There was a false finish. Then they kept going back and forth. Ziggler went down and he was like grabbing his ankle like he hurt his ankle and it distracted the referee. Drew McIntyre pushed Seth off of the top rope because Seth was getting ready to do something off the top rope. McIntyre pushes him off. Super kick to Seth. Dolph Ziggler advances to the finals of the best in the world tournament. So when the finish of the match happened, I wrote my notes. Miz and Ziggler in the finals. Two heels in the finals? Okay, there's got to be something up. They're going to do something. They very rarely ever have two heels in the finals. Unless they were going to turn like the Miz into a babyface or something. But I thought it was kind of a weird predicament story-wise that put themselves into. But it's like, okay, I got to wait and see what's going on. But I don't particularly like this whole two-heel thing. The next match on the card was AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. AJ Styles controlled the match pretty early and pretty often. 
And how the tables got turned was AJ was outside the ring. Samoa Joe jumped through the ropes and hit him. And I tell you what, AJ took a heck of a bump off of the announce table because he didn't hit like the top of it. He hit the side of it and he kind of, it was like a weird angle. And you know, AJ, he sells the crap out of stuff. So it looks devastating, even if it may not be, but I don't know. It was a heck of a bump he took. Samoa Joe was using his power and he was beating up AJ Styles pretty good. He had him in a Coquita clutch, and it looked like AJ was going to pass out, but then he grabbed Samoa Joe's leg, I guess in the storyline and, and in past episodes, that's been sort of an Achilles heel for Samoa Joe. He hurt his leg or his foot, and AJ had grabbed his foot and kind of turned it, so Samoa Joe had to release the hold, but AJ almost looked like he was going to tap. The guys went back and forth for a little bit, then AJ Styles hit Samoa Joe with the Pele kick, got up on the rope, Phenomenal forearm for the win. AJ Styles retains. Now, I don't think AJ is going to lose that belt anytime soon, but the question of the day is, how long do you think that AJ is going to keep that belt? And then another question would be, who do you think will take that belt from him? Okay, now this is the moment where, personally, the show went to hell in a handbasket as far as me is concerned. Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the the vacated universal title. Baron Corbin came in the ring, showed off the belt, showed the crowd the belt. And when Braun Strowman turned to kind of look at the crowd, Baron Corbin smacked him in the head with the universal title. Brock Lesnar, F5. Brock Lesnar gave Braun Strowman five F5s, including one of them out of the ring. The fifth F5 completely knocked Strowman out. Brock Lesnar is your new Universal Champion. The problem I have with the championship match is it there was no championship match. It was basically decided by the general manager of Monday Night Raw hitting somebody over the head with the title, then him getting five F5s. So they sold that how strong and how resilient Braun Strowman is. But the fact of the matter is, is there was no match. Come on, we need something. We need some sort of match to kind of vindicate the title. And one of the competitors being blindsided and being like, okay, here's your champion. Not very good at all. I was not satisfied with this victory at all. Now, I like Brock Lesnar. I really do. I just think it cheapens the title. It cheapens the prestige of the title when it's completely one-sided and if they, you know, if he wins it on heel ways, that's one thing. But it was completely one-sided and there was no match. And the next match on the card was the finals for the best in the world. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that the winner of this should have a certain person's music hit and say, look, you are not the best in the world. I am best in the world. It just sucks the whole legal stuff is preventing that from happening. But it still would have been awesome if CM Punk showed up and was like no you're not the best in the world I'm the best in the world but I digress so the two competitors come to the ring the Miz somehow some way falls out of the ring or he stubs his feet or he does something climbing out of the ring and I don't know if it was a shoot or if it was for real I'm not quite sure all of a sudden, Shane McMahon, who came out there to support his SmackDown superstar, 
basically said, I'll put myself in the match. So he puts himself in the match at the best in the world finals. Baron Corbin gets kicked out of the ring because the referee is like, no, I want competitors to be distraction free. So he kicks him out. It's Shane McMahon versus Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler is completely frustrated and just doesn't know what to do. Shane hits him with a couple moves, does the coast to coast in the corner, and Shane McMahon is awarded the best in the world cup. So what you're telling me is it's a tournament that doesn't mean anything. We get five-minute matches in the first round of the tournament. When it comes to the finish in the finals of the tournament, they put two heels as the two last competitors. Then one of the heels stubs his toe or hurts his leg, can't compete in the tournament. Commissioner of SmackDown takes his place, takes the cup. What a piece of crap. Like, what... What was the point of the tournament? Whoever made this tournament up in creative sucks. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Did Vince McMahon wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to make Shane McMahon the winner of the cup. He's not in the tournament, but we're going to make him the winner. What in the heck are they doing in creative at WWE? What a joke. That had to have been one of the worst book tournaments I've ever seen. A tournament should be pretty straightforward. You've got heels, you've got baby faces, you've got this person going over this person. You know, it's a struggle for who wants the cup, blah, blah, this and that. And then all of a sudden, we're going to swerve everybody and have somebody stub their toe and then somebody that didn't even compete in the tournament wins. If Vince McMahon is just, it's my company, I can just change the rules on a whim and screw everybody. I mean, that's pretty much how they handled it. The last match of the evening was old guys versus really, really old guys. Degeneration X versus the Brothers of Destruction, supposedly for the first time ever, even though I think they've fought before, but maybe they all did one-on-one matches, but they've never done a tag team match. Shawn Michaels looks like he's 105 years old, and he really is really slow in the ring. They went back and forth at first. Shawn Michaels got basically singled out after Triple H got put into a table. The end of the match was they were going back and forth. Triple H had grabbed Kane, singled him out, gave him a pedigree, and the D-Generation X team had won. But it was a really sloppy match. And Triple H looked, still looked pretty good. He could go pretty decently. The Undertaker was really, really, really slow. And Shawn Michaels was, like, really slow. Like, he could barely even pick somebody up. Triple H had to go over there a couple times and, like, assist and be a tag team partner and help him lift somebody up like it was it was actually pretty comical and and sad all at the same time because i'm a huge fan of all the competitors let's get our wheelchairs together and we'll just have a match the wheelchair match and i mean that's basically what it was and i understand it's for a crowd that doesn't necessarily get to see those guys compete especially when you saw the guys in their heyday and know what they did in the past and then now it's just age has gotten to all of them and it was it was okay for nostalgia but for the most part it was not a good match that concludes the recap and review of WWE Crown Jewel and the grade that I give it is a D for the most part a lot of the matches were short a lot of matches didn't have adequate storytelling they didn't have very many people do run-ins they didn't have very many interferences the Main events were of people that are older and it was really slow and sloppy. The best in the world tournament ending was absolutely horrible. And the best in the world tournament was the most pointless tournament I've ever seen in my life. They could at least did like King of the Ring tournament or future title match. 
instead of like a cheap cup that ended up going to somebody that didn't even compete in the match. So the grade for me is a D. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great day. Let me know what you thought of WWE's Crown Jewel. See you later. The number one podcast in the world. Ring Talk Wrestling Podcast.